What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you tired of working nine to five? Are you tired of your dreams going unfulfilled? Are you still letting fear stop you from pursuing that business idea? Well, all that stops today. I'm Shawnee Sanders, host of the Girl Take No podcast, a podcast for ambitious women looking to ditch their nine to five and take the leap into entrepreneurship. Each week, you will learn the mindset, methods, and actionable steps other successful entrepreneurs took to make the shift from full-time employee to full-time entrepreneur and live the life they always dreamed of. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Girl Take No Podcast. I am Shawnee Sanders, your host, and today I have a really good show with me today. We're going to have a lot of fun. It is Di Manuel. He is an award-winning digital thought leader an author, executive performance coach, and a certified lifestyle mentor. Di, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Shawnee. It is awesome to be here. And uh, I got to say, I love the color in your backdrop. It looks Thank great you. in there. Thank you. This is my wow. in-home basement studio I built in what well, my husband Beautiful. built for me in yeah. the house. It's a three-person podcast studio. So, I like it. You know, it makes you feel like I'm out of the house when I'm in the house. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it looks like it's your happy place. You it know, is. and uh, the pink just pops. It I, does. I love it. I love it. it My does. daughters would just be head over heels. To be right yeah. Every little girl loves pink. Every little girl loves pink. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Pink is good. It is. <laughs> All right. So before we jump into the show, because we're going to talk about how vulnerability yeah. is a human thing not just a woman thing, which I love that topic. Mm. I want to get into the story behind the brand. Mm. What made you decide to build this brand, to become a certified life coach, speaker, author? What inspired you to do it? Well, I, I think the short answer is life. Yeah. And, you know, I think we're all on a hero's journey to some mm. extent, right? We, we, yeah. we embark on some sort of vision, mission, purpose-driven journey. <laughs> and along the way, Stuff happens. Yeah, <laughs> and, life and our, be life in <laughs> life. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. and and our perspective and our understanding not only about ourselves but the world that we live in 
is constantly challenged. Mm -hmm. You know, our belief systems are challenged. And I like that. I, I'm totally okay with that because I think about who I was and who I am now and who I'm obviously destined to become eventually. Yes. Uh, it's all me. It's my timeline. And so many years ago, you know, especially as I was exiting out of my, my last business, mm -hmm. my wife and I really had some, some deep conversation around what is our intention as we sort of go on this next adventure, mm -hmm. you know, in our lives. And what are the things that we want to be collecting? And what I mean by that is we're minimalists by nature, but when it comes to life, we are collectors of experiences. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I, I found myself really just wanting to, to set in motion a platform, a brand, really, it, it's just me. <laughs> you get all of that, you know, yeah. um, but, but with the intention of educating, motivating, as well as inspiring people, but trying to do that in a very fun and encouraging way. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's what we did, you know, and we're seven years into this, this leg of this journey. Mm -hmm. And uh, every day I, I feel immense gratitude that I have the opportunity to connect with wonderful people like yourself. Yeah. Uh, but also other amazing people like other clients or just people in my communities, both online and offline, just have great conversations mm -hmm. and really try to elevate one another. Right. And mm -hmm. and so that that's more or less how it all started. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. So let me ask you, did you always see yourself as an entrepreneur, or is it something you just kind of fell into? Well, you know, when I think about how we all learn, and, you know, for mm -hmm. those listening and watching this, like, really think about some of the lessons that you've learned in life and think about how did you learn those? Yeah. And if we really get honest with ourselves, it's mentoring mm -hmm. and modeling. Right. Mm -hmm. So we we model things that we've seen other people do or people that we hang out with or or situations that we find ourselves. And mm -hmm. and also we tend to find mentorship, hopefully, you know, yeah. people that are able to instill in us new learnings, new new understandings for us to continue to grow and, and become whoever we are destined to become. <laughs> and and so when I think about my own upbringing, mm -hmm. my dad was an entrepreneur, had his own practice, uh, from, and you know he always had that from the time I was born till <laughs> till uh, years ago when he passed. Uh, you know he was running his business, and my mom always had a side hustle. Mm -hmm. You know she's a professional; she was an RN by by uh, schooling. Mm -hmm. uh, went back to school after my parents separated and divorced, so she went and leveled up her education to better support my brother and I. Got mm -hmm. her master's degree. Oh yeah, and, and, and continuing education. So like we saw her not only working a full time career, running a side business selling antiques, but also on top of that going back to school to level up her education. I mean, these are the parents that I grew up modeling some of their behaviors. So yeah. I didn't really fall into entrepreneurship. <laughs> I always knew sort of what it was, and it's just I think something that naturally attracted me. That eventually I found myself in a position to be an owner of a business, mm -hmm. and it felt right when I got there. It just felt like this is what I'm meant to be doing. You yeah, know? yeah. So when you found yourself in that business, was it hard? Because mm -hmm. I've listened to some of your podcasts. Was it hard mm -hmm. to make that transition from there to over to like, oh, you know what? I'm going to focus on yeah. something that's just for me and my family versus the brand you was working with. Yeah, because it was a large corporate brand that we built. Mm -hmm. You know, my my former partner and I, we, we you know, we, we scaled that business to eight figures a year, so mm -hmm. it was a fairly successful business. Mm -hmm. We were selling fitness equipment, accessories, supplements, apparel, basically just cool fitness products. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. all across Canada, and 
And I really enjoyed that being someone that's a, a fitness buff and someone mm-hmm. that loves helping people get healthy, you know? Yeah. And, I, I mean, I, I got to be on your, your train with you to get, to get healthier, to get healthier. Hey, <laughs> I'm here. We'll, we'll talk. Uh, <laughs> but, but listen, it, it, it's, I guess for me, it, it was recognizing that retail is very challenging. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, as I sort of allude to some people, it felt like I was putting on the boxing gloves every day and lacing up to go in the ring. You know, yeah. like it was, it got to a place where I just wasn't having as much fun and mm-hmm. wasn't feeling as fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot was largely due because I had gone through some big drastic changes myself, mm-hmm. personally, mm-hmm. as a man, as a father, as a husband, mm-hmm. you know, as a community leader. I, I was navigating some pretty significant changes. And that's, you know, what my TEDx talk was about a couple yeah. of years ago was specifically about that pinnacle moment where... You know, my wife challenged me and mm. asked me a simple question. You know, am I being the type of man that I'd want to marry my daughters? Mm. And it was a hard question, Shawnee. Like, I, wow. I wasn't ready to to be asked that at that period of time because I was abusing alcohol, which mm-hmm. also led to me doing other things I'm not proud of. Uh, this is 14 years ago. Yeah. I was a very different person back then. But at that time, I was running a business. I thought this is what I was meant to be doing. And, and after that question, everything started to shift. Mm-hmm. And I started questioning what I was doing. And and so it took a few years to get to a place where I was finally had the confidence and the courage to say, you know what, I'd like to go pursue something I'm more passionate about, something that draws me, that I feel more connected to. Yeah. But I didn't know how I was going to get that started. I didn't know <laughs> when it would start. I just <laughs> knew that it was something I wanted to do. And it was scary. Okay, it is. It's scary to close a chapter and then just start a new one. Yeah. Especially if we're not clear on where that new chapter is going to take us. <laughs> so exactly. yeah, it, it was hard. But you know, change can be hard. Yeah. But very often it's worth it, isn't it? It is. It is. How much, you know, because fear, you know, when you think about change mm-hmm. and you think mm-hmm. about jumping into something else, fear holds a lot of us back. Like oh, we're sure. so yeah. afraid of just that unknown, you know what I mean? Although we know it'd be something that would be more fulfilling for us, we're so afraid of that unknown. How do you how did you jump past that fear and just like, you know what, I'm gonna push past this and I'm gonna do it anyway? I guess it really boils down to when you think about our lives, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't think anybody is immune to feeling fear at some point in their life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I, I'm sure when we come out of the womb we're feeling it. That's why we yeah. start crying, right? Like it's yeah. just it's like, what is this put place? Me back. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. But but you know, fear is a very real response. I mm-hmm. mean it's in our DNA. Mm-hmm. You know, it's meant to help us survive. Mm-hmm. Now what we survive today is very different than what we used to have to survive two, three, 5,000 years ago, right? Yeah. The world's very yeah. different now. And, and so we have to think about our, the fears that we have rational or irrational. Mm. And when I started mm. to categorize this fear of the unknown, as far as switching careers, mm-hmm. you know, some of the fears that I was feeling were very irrational. And what I mean by that was, well, what if I don't find any other uh, career that, you know, pays me and mm-hmm. I can't support my family, you yeah. know, like, I guess that could be rational. But when I actually started to to lean into it and think about it logically, I realized, well, no, I'm a very capable person. I'm very mm-hmm. employable. Mm-hmm. Like I can find work. Yeah. What's the worst again? Because I started thinking, well, if, what if I go out on my business on my own? I start to head down this new path. Like I write a book. I want to be a professional speaker. Why if nobody yeah. wants to hire me? Right. Like you start thinking about all of these what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. Mm-hmm. And here's the crazy part. All these what ifs 
99.9% of them never actually happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, And that's what I mean by the rational versus the irrational. We have this sort of reptilian part of our brain that is very emotional. Yeah. And it just is automatic in its responses. And, and it, when you start to understand the brain science and how it works in all of us, we start to realize that some of these fears we have, they're probably not real. They'll never yeah. actually happen. Yeah. So why hold ourselves back, you know? Yeah, we do that because we, we tend to go directly to the negative versus yes. what if it actually works that. out? You know what I mean? We mm. never think about yeah. that when it works out. It's so funny. When I started this podcast, <laughs> I, you know, I'm I'm working. I, I still work full time in tech. And so mm-hmm. I was on a walk with friends and we were talking about joy. The things that mm. your joy that brings you joy in your life. You know, as parents, sometimes we'll say, oh, my kids bring my joy. My spouse bring me joy. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I'm thinking about that joy that's just for you. That thing that really, mm-hmm. truly brings you joy, which I feel like a lot of us lack today. Yeah. And when I started doing the podcast, because I used to do radio with Sirius LI Radio before they merged with XM. And so I was like, man, I really used to love that. I really enjoyed it. It made me feel fulfilled. I felt like I was telling other people's stories. I felt like I was able to tell my own story. And I want to get back to that joy. And so now I try to tell people, you really have to find that thing that brings you joy. Because we walk around this world so much unfulfilled, being very um, unhappy, especially in our jobs, you know, afraid to leave that job because of the, the quote unquote security that we believe it brings us, which it doesn't really bring us that security. But the joy is so important. And then when I hear you talk about how you made a transition and how you wanted something that was really fulfilling, it just really makes my heart sing, you know, because I'm like, I wish we all could have that type of thing and be, you know, fearless in that way mm. and be vulnerable. That's a part of vulnerability too. stepping out there. It is. Oh, I, you know, anyone who's ever had a date, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> if you've been on a date with somebody, you, you have stared fear in the eyes yes. and said, not today, not today, <laughs> you know, like, because I, I mean, honestly, I think we'd all just stay at home and sit on the couch by ourselves mm-hmm. if we let fear take hold. Yeah. And, you know, even learning to walk, right? As as mm-hmm. cliche as it sounds, but those first few steps that we take in life, it was us overcoming fear, yeah. fear of falling, right? Fear mm-hmm. of failure, yeah. right? fear of the unknown, which are some of the most common fears that we face daily, mm-hmm. all right? But we don't have to allow that fear to hold us back. Yeah. In fact, you know, I was someone that grew up with a lot of social anxiety. You know, I was morbidly obese as a teenager, mm-hmm. very unhealthy. And and due to that mental health challenge that I had back then, you know, I was limiting myself, limiting connection with others. Mm-hmm. I, I found myself regressing and, and being very focused on video games and, yeah. and on movie watching and, and eating certain foods that gave me an emotional boost, but didn't weren't necessarily healthy options. Exactly, you know? like, yeah. I wasn't saying, hey, pass me more salad, please. It was like, <laughs> no, I'll take another round of dessert, please. Yeah. You know? and, and because of that thing, you know, I, I just was very shy when it came to speaking in front of people and Mm -hmm. but many years ago especially as i was transitioning onto this new path i realized i had a message i had something i wanted to share and share Mm -hmm. with the world but i was afraid of speaking in public i was afraid of talking to large groups i was i was just afraid and i knew that that was going to be a fear i had to overcome or at least challenge in a way that i could still function even though it was there yeah and so i found a group called toastmasters and, I took Toastmasters yeah. in high school. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Great. I so, did. You know, it's, it's amazing. 
for those that don't know what Toastmasters is, it's a nonprofit organization that mm-hmm. is global. It's all around it's, the world. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's wild. And it's <laughs> yeah. volunteer driven, but it's people coming together to help themselves become more effective at communication, mm-hmm. but also develop leadership skills. Yeah. And you know, they meet people where they're at and they have a wonderful curriculum. It's very inexpensive. I actually mm-hmm. think it's the most undervalued curriculum in the world mm-hmm. because my annual dues is like 150 bucks a year. I mean, that's all <laughs> I paid to be a part of a club. And, you know, but what I got out of that in value, uh, honestly, I'll spend the rest of my life trying to repay them. And that's why it's so, when you meet people in Toastmasters, it's almost like you feel like you're part of a cult. Right? Yeah. They're, they're all in, right? They're all in. They're there to help people. They're very kind and supportive. Yeah. And you're being paid to be there. And you're like, what drugs are you on? You know, yes, like, it's, it's wild. But after being there, I learned how to channel that fear into a positive energy that allowed me to stand in front of a group, share a message, make an impact, and feel great about it. You know, not to say the fear's not there. Like, listen, my palms get really sweaty. Yeah. My heart rate starts racing. <laughs> I start thinking about, oh my gosh, do I have gum on my shoes? Like, yeah. do, do I have something on my face? Like, you know, all those things are still there. Yeah, I just learned to channel that fear into something positive. And I think that is the goal that we're all looking to achieve. And what we'll find is it just comes through experience. Yeah, you know? it does. You got to start somewhere, right? You got to start. You, you got to start and you got to be fearless. So so we can say that Toastmaster help you craft mm-hmm. your story, be able to vulnerably yeah. share your story, you know, publicly, because right. that's what it did for me. Help me, you know, mm-hmm. teach me how to speak publicly. And I'm still getting better. I'm yeah. still learning on that. Um, I aspire you're to fantastic. do a TED. And that's Listen. why I can tell you we're in radio. This is a podcast. <laughs> so you're a pro, Shawnee. I can just say, I just want to say, you're a I'm pro. Trying. Go on, continue. I'm trying. Continue. I, <laughs> I do have aspirations one day of doing a TED Talk, like a TEDx. Awesome. And awesome. to be someone that has done it. So how did how did you get there? What led you to <laughs> being able to do TEDx and then being able, being fearless to share your story? Being vulnerable well, enough to share your story, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, listen. I, I, I've, I'm a big fan of visualization. Yeah. And one great visualization exercise are vision boards. You know, yeah. Or I love for me boards. it was a vi- Yeah. Thank you. Me too. Mm-hmm. And but for me, I found that I'm more digitally inclined, especially mm-hmm. because our family was traveling for an extended period. So traveling with like pieces of paper or notebooks and all that. It just became more stuff to lug around. So I I veered to more of a digital vision Mm -hmm. board where it became my screensaver and my backdrop on my desktop. Oh my God. I I I see it all the time. I do too. All the time. Mine is on my screen right now. (laughs) Oh, good. So this is wonderful, Shawnee, because case in point, (laughs) you see it every day. Yeah. Every day. And you're looking at those things. Doing a TED Talk was always one of those aspects of my vision board. Mm-hmm. And and so it was always front of mind that I wanted to do that because Ted was so impactful in my own life. Yeah. Like just over the last 20 years, just being constantly inspired and mm-hmm. taught new things and, and indirectly mentored by the content they're being put out. Oh, yeah. And I always thought, man, wouldn't it be cool to do my own TEDx talk, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, but due to travels, I just never found myself in a place long enough to fully go through the process of mm-hmm. becoming a TEDx speaker because it isn't a necessarily an easy process. Um, no, it's, it's simple, <laughs> but it's a lot of work. Yeah. And yeah. when we came back uh, from our travels, we moved back uh, pre-pandemic back to Vancouver. We were living in Bali, Indonesia for two and a half years. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Our whole family was there, and uh, it actually we went over for just a three month trip mm-hmm. we got there we fell in love with the place and you know it turned into two and a half years oh, wow. <laughs> yeah but 
that's a side story. It's so funny because I saw yeah. a podcast that you did on me, cut you off, but I just saw, because do my research, yeah. I saw what you did, I think it was five years ago on YouTube, and that's when you mm. just got to Bali from what oh, it yeah. said. You yep. were just there. So yeah. that's so cool to know you stayed there two years. Yeah. Wow. Pretty awesome. Uh, we, we really enjoyed that time there. And, and uh, you know, when we moved back, mm -hmm. uh, I started reconnecting with the communities that I'm plugged into here in Vancouver, Canada. And mm -hmm. turns out one of my very first mentors in Toastmasters, this is going back yeah. almost 14 years now. Um, he's a retired principal. His name's Alan. <laughs> and I remember the very first Toastmasters meeting I ever went to, he gave a speech at. And I was like, just enamored. I was like, wow. <laughs> this guy's amazing. Like I was on the edge of my seat. He only spoke for like mm. between five and seven minutes, but it was so captivating. And I just, I was like, I wanted to hear more. Yeah. I was just so impressed. And he's actually, because I saw him speak, it inspired me wanting to do the same thing. Wow. Full circle. 14 <laughs> years later, he's running his own TEDx event. Oh, wow. And when he found out, uh, yeah. And so this is the crazy part. When I got back to Vancouver, he sent me an email. He says, hey, we're doing this TEDx event. I, I think you should apply to be a speaker. And so I did. I went through the process. Mm -hmm. 120 people applied. They whittled mm -hmm. it down to the top 75. Mm -hmm. Went through another series of, of interviews and, and testing, like where you had to basically write a draft speech and present it. And yeah. anyways, long and short, I made it to the, the, the final 12. And I had that opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So it, it all just worked out. It and it's, it's full circle, you know? It was but, like, yeah. it was definitely a part of your, it was definitely going to happen. It's like manifestation. It, it mm, was just a part yeah, of your whole life plan. You know, I want to get, I'm going to get into more about vulnerability. I was on your social media and mm -hmm. you, you said something, you posted something that said, sometimes the bravest thing you can do is show the world your vulnerability and embrace your strengths. So kind of tell me what you mean by that, because I really love that. I'm going to put that up as a quote, but I'm going to tag you in. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. Because I, I really like that. You know, I, I appreciate that, that you pulled that one out, because, you, you know, I think a lot of us, and when I say a lot of us, I, I'm going to point my finger at men. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, as men, mm -hmm. and I'm speaking on my own behalf, especially, when we think about what's been modeled to us mm -hmm. or mentored to us growing up, there's certain habits and certain beliefs that vulnerability is not a strength. It's actually a weakness. Yeah. You know, like real men don't cry. Right. Mm -hmm. Like just yeah. a lot of these sort of cliche beliefs that we have around how a man should be, especially when it comes to expressing or sharing emotions. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that vulnerability is a strength nor a weakness. I think it's a skill that we can all develop, mm -hmm. but it does take practice. It also takes a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. And and authenticity. And and so here's the thing. To be authentically ourselves and to show up as ourselves mm -hmm. is in itself an act of vulnerability. You know, mm -hmm. because as I often yeah. say, you know, you're, you're going to get me, but you're getting all of me. The good, the bad, the whole oh boy, what was that? <laughs> you know, like you're, you're getting it all. Right. Yeah. And and I'm OK with that. I recognize I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. Mm -hmm. And that's just the life I live, you know, and not to say I'm not trying to become better, not trying yeah. to progress and learn and grow, mm -hmm. but I'm not afraid to share my story and what, what my struggles are because in doing so, it allows others to connect, to relate, but also to help. Yes. And, and, you know, if we're not open to being vulnerable and sharing that, 
gosh, we, we're left feeling like we're really alone, that no mm-hmm. one understands or gets us. Like all these things, right? Yeah. But, um, but I love Brene Brown as well, because if you look into some of her, her work, she mm-hmm. always uh, states that, you know, vulnerability isn't meant for shock and awe. It's not to be like, hey, I'm being vulnerable now, so look at me. Yeah. Th- that's the wrong motivation, you know? But if we're sharing it to deepen connection, friendship, understanding, mm-hmm. you know, community, like to really further that, that's the right motivation, you know, yeah. that really is. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That, those are my thoughts on that, you know? Yeah. That, that's really good. You know, I, I think about today and how a lot of us men, women, we're, some of us are afraid mm. to be vulnerable simply because of yeah. judgment. You know, you're afraid yeah, that correct. if I was to tell this thing about myself that I'm uncomfortable mm. with saying, or, you know, talk about a story that doesn't make me look very positive you know, um, people are going to judge me. And I feel like that's probably one of the main reasons why we are so fearful because there's fear being vulnerable because of that judgment. What are your thoughts on that? You're right. I would agree with you. You yeah. know, like, it, and to be fair, you know, what I, I was mentioning DNA before, right? Yeah. Like down to our <laughs> DNA, like there's, there's certain aspects, like you think about it, it's been a millennia of us getting to this point, you yeah. know, as the human species. And yeah. in our DNA, is a natural thing called resiliency, mm-hmm. all right? We, like my climate change friends say we're too resilient as a species because if you look at it, how we've crossed, you know, there's a billion of us on this planet yeah. now. And yeah. we're, we're living in some of the most rigorous and unforgiving places on this planet. Like we got people yeah. living in the Arctic, you know, oh, like, God, I mean, yeah. hello, like, wow. <laughs> like that's resilience, right? We, resilience. we have people living in deserts. Yeah. Resilience. And mm-hmm. so we have this natural ability in all of us to mm-hmm. overcome, to be more than the suffering, to support yeah. each other, to learn, to grow, to evolve. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we sometimes forget, you know? And, and, and so back to your question, you know, this, this DNA aspect of who we are and, and this yeah. aspect of vulnerability and the fear that belongs to that, I get it. I get it. And I think, you know, we all have a bit of fear when it comes to that act of being vulnerable because we're afraid of being taken advantage of or of someone... Yeah judging us in a way that puts us down, that holds us back, that makes us feel less than we are. Mm-hmm. Like we're not enough. Mm-hmm. And and if we honestly think about why do people pass judgments, it's our way of categorizing things to sorting information. I mean, our brains get 60 to 80,000 ideas in it a day. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine if you had to sit there and say, oh, there's another idea. Oh, there's yeah. another idea. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like, we would never leave our bed. We'd be yeah. stuck there just recognizing all these thoughts. Mm-hmm. And judgments is a quick way of sorting those thoughts. Yeah. However, when it comes to judging people and categorizing people, that's where we run into problems, you know? Uh, and especially when we think about hierarchies and matriarchies and patriarchies and mm-hmm. all this way of categorizing human beings. Well, we're all humans. Yeah. You know, if you prick me, do I not bleed? Like, it's it just, <laughs> it's incredible, right? Like, we're just, we're all more alike than we are different. If we would just start opening up a little bit more and creating a conversation around that, we mm-hmm. would realize that, you know? Yeah, I think so, too. You know, because being, even with my own husband, and I look at him sometimes, and he's very much so an alpha male, you know? And <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't see him crying you know he has female daughters and you know we see him as a strong guy and so when I do see him show some kind of emotion at times it's it's like shocking for so for women when we see a man show cry or some type of feeling or emotion it is like shocking to us because we're like we're so not used to it 
you know, and it's looking at them like, okay, you are human. Look at that. You do cry. <laughs> I didn't know you did. And it's just that thing of like, you know, they have, it's almost like how parents are, especially with my mom, when she raised us, she always had to exude strength. You know what I mean? Like we could never see her be emotional, be vulnerable because she always had to show strength. And then it's something that's kind of taught. You know, so I feel like yeah. we teach our kids and we teach them how to not be vulnerable because we're like, you can't be vulnerable. You can't be soft. You have to be strong because if you do, this world's going to eat you alive. And I find myself day saying that to my own kids, <laughs> like, you got to get tougher. I know you're hurt, but you got to be tougher because life is not life. is not going to take it easy on you. And, and then I say to myself and you can tell me. Because you're the coach. Yeah. Am I doing them a disservice by telling them you got to suck it up? You can't show that emotion. Well, I think it, I don't think, I think you're doing it the right way. Like, listen, I, I think. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply were more than an emotion you know like yeah. as i state in my talk you know I, i'm like we're not humans being emotional mm -hmm. we're emotional human beings yeah you know we're sentient we feel things mm -hmm. and if we think about our own upbringings there's certain emotions that come very natural to us it's usually the emotions that we find ourselves most comfortable with because it's what yeah. we have the most practice with so when mm -hmm. you mention the the stereotype of an alpha male as an example I get it. I'm there too. You know, yeah. I'm very alpha male-ish. Okay. And I, I have been, but I've also learned that to connect with certain people and to make an impact, sometimes you just got to get raw and real. Yes. You know, you, yes. you've got to be willing to just tell it as it is mm -hmm. and not sugarcoat it. Tell the truth, be truthful, be supportive, be clear in how you communicate that because that in itself 
is also very positive for those individuals receiving it. Now, maybe not being right when they get it, you know, especially with kids, right? It's like, yeah. well, this is the way life is. You got to understand yeah. that you know, people will take advantage of you. Like I, I had this conversation with my daughters a number of years ago, especially around social media when they got yeah. their first cell phones, right? Like it's like, listen, you know, I know you guys are good kids. I know you're responsible. I know you got great heads on your shoulders. But there's people out there that will take advantage of you if they can. Yeah, you know, it's just the way the world is. There's not uh, now, everybody that you've been gr- grown up with, and all these communities you're a part of. Yes, we have filtered that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we've curated that. We've said you these are people we hang out with. These are not people we want to hang out yes. with. Yes. So, but now when you're out on your own, you know, hopefully you've learned enough to be able to filter your, your own audiences, your own connections. But listen, this is life. Mm-hmm. You got to be ready for this. You know, so you, you got to arm them and. Yeah. and but at the same time, it's also recognizing that there is strength in the softness at times. Yeah. You know? and, and and I love, you know, Eastern philosophies for this, especially, you know, just the concept around the yin and the yang, right? Yeah. The opposing forces, light and dark, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, and we have to recognize we, we learn through contrast. We mm-hmm. appreciate how hot or how warm we can be if we've experienced being really cold, you know? <laughs> and. And so we, that's how we learn. It's how we grow. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't mean we have to avoid any of these emotions because there's usually complementary or opposing emotions. Yeah. And, and this is where I go with guys, you know, the alpha males. Like we are, and I'm very much this way. In the past, I was most comfortable either showing very stoic, being very mm-hmm. calm and collected, mm-hmm. or being extremely angry. <laughs> you know, it was like, that was it. There's that no was in it. between. <laughs> I was, I, I had two tones, right? Yeah. Like, and that was about it. And yeah. And that's not uncommon. Mm-hmm. It's not uncommon. And and it's because I n- had not been modeled or mentored on how to effectively show other emotions from a positive, constructive way. Yeah. You know? And so, that, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think as a society that we're beginning to move more into vulnerability being okay? Or are we still in a place where vulnerability, being vulnerable still is a, still needs a lot of work for people? To understand because in some places you look at social yeah. media it's like some yeah. people are coming out they're telling their story they're being vulnerable but are we there right. yet i like to think the pendulum swing in the right way mm-hmm. you know and and i think it, the trend is is definitely becoming more inclusive and mm-hmm. accepting mm-hmm. not necessarily going to say less judgmental per yeah. se um it depends on the pockets that you're looking at especially mm-hmm. around political beliefs and oh, some well, other yeah. things like that you know like there's, <laughs> yeah there's a lot of conflict there still you know mm-hmm. and disagreements and um but i think when we are able to say hey you know what my idea or my belief may not be accurate why don't you tell me what your belief is so we can so i can learn more mm-hmm. that in itself is an act of vulnerability what i just did there was being vulnerable i, I admitted that maybe my belief system isn't a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. Maybe that's true. I don't know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So you with this different belief, why don't you tell me your belief and I'll see, I want to learn because mm-hmm. we're seeking to understand. Yes. And, and that is where I think vulnerability is opening up that dialogue, especially online nowadays. Mm-hmm. People are more able to have some of these constructive conversations, but it's because they're able to admit, Hey, you know what? Maybe my perspective can change or be shifted a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, but unfortunately, there's a lot of groups out there that are like, no, this is what I believe. Yeah, I don't care what you sell me. I don't, you know, we could show them all the proof in the world, all the data <laughs> in the world, and they're still going to say, yes. no, nope, you're wrong, I'm right. Yeah, you know, 
And uh, unfortunately, that's how wars start. That is exactly how they start. It's crazy. (laughs) When nobody is willing to say, well, maybe that is, there is a better way. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Putin. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, like. Oh, only one way with him. One way. Um, Crazy. As you know, when a person, as a person on the on the receiving end of a person who's being vulnerable, how do you think? Mm. What would you tell that person? How would you tell that person to respond if this person is mm. finally opening up? You know, because me, like I said, my husband, I just be looking like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know. But I, I don't want it to be that thing of like so shocking mm. that he's like, okay, I'm not going to do it again. I want it to be a place where he feels comfortable with being vulnerable because I I like to see more of that pulled out of him versus just this man that's just like. Yeah, I know we doing it this way and no, I don't do it like that. And my son is not going to be that, do it like that either. That type of thing. So what can I do to, Mm. to help him be more vulnerable or is that just something they have to do on their own? Well, there's two different sort of schools of thought around this, and, and mm-hmm. because we're addressing sort of the the, the male centric conversation yeah. side of the, uh, the the conversation, um, I know that finding men's groups can be very mm-hmm. helpful with yeah. exploring how to be a man and be vulnerable and yet strong, confident mm-hmm. at the same time. Okay, mm-hmm. like because they aren't mutually exclusive. You can't have one and not have the other. You can yeah. be all that. Okay. <laughs> But I don't believe that a lot of men believe that, okay? So um, so finding an environment that's safe, mm-hmm. where you feel connected with the others around, you feel safe to be able to start practicing, mm-hmm. developing the skill of opening up and sharing what we're feeling, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm not saying like break down having a, you know, a ball session, a cry yeah. session. Like, I mean, hey, if that that's cathartic for you and helps. Sure. I mean, yeah. I'm not here to say don't do that, but I don't want people to get the wrong idea that that's what I'm referring to. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just referring to creating a, a group of men to come together, much like a brotherhood, to yeah. be able to talk to one another and help each other develop certain skills, but also talk about the things that are stressing us out, the things that are creating the anxiety, the things that are keeping us up at night. Yes. But most of the time, men to men interactions, we always want to put the strong face on. Yeah. You know, we want to be like, no, everything's great. Yes. You know, everything's good. It's like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and it, but meanwhile, you know, on the, that you've seen certain habits, you've seen certain kinks in that armor where you can tell things aren't fine. Yeah. You know, what's really happening for you, man? Yeah. And, and so that's, that's one side. But on the other side, as you receiving that or seeing that mm-hmm. uh, uh, skill being developed or practiced, simply acknowledging and accepting and thanking for that. Mm-hmm. I think is a wonderful way to start to let them know. Thank you. You know, like, thanks for sharing that with me. I, yeah. I didn't realize that's how you felt. Um, it is okay if we have a conversation about this. Can I ask mm-hmm. you a couple questions? You know, like, cause I like to be more clear on this. I, I, and if you're open to it, I'd love to be able to help you with this, you know, yeah. or, or is there anything else you want to say about that? You know, like just being able to hold space and to hear it, acknowledge mm-hmm. it and, and really recognize that, wow. Okay. You, you know, I know that wasn't easy for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You know, it's a wonderful example for our kids, you know, like as a father to a son, you know, what you just, you know, what our son just witnessed you do is so invaluable. Yeah. You've shown him that there is strength in in actually speaking your truth and sharing what really matters to you. Yeah. You know, and, and he didn't have to break down crying or anything like that to do it. Like, yeah. Because again, I, I know there's going to be certain men listening to this and like, oh man, you're just, <laughs> I'm never going to cry in front of anybody. I'm like, okay, that's not what I'm saying. You're missing the message, right? Yeah. So, it's okay to be um, again, vulnerable. Yeah. 
to show yeah. some feelings. Yeah. You know, I was watching something on TV yesterday. I was watching um, Love is Blind. I'm a reality TV junkie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy said something on there that I thought was, you know, very interesting. He was like, the one guy was talking about his feelings and how he felt about a young lady and getting very emotional about it. And the guy's like, you know what? We have to be able as men, we have to be able to be okay with telling each other that we love each other. He said, you know, there's so many friends I've had that have gone and passed on now that I wish I would have just said, you know what, bro, I love you. You know, and I wish I would have yeah. said it. He said, but I didn't say it because you don't want to come off like, oh, you're being soft or, you know, they're looking at you in a certain kind of way. And it's like, as women, we say that to each other all the time. Like, hey, love you, girl. See you later. It's so yeah. easy for us to do it. Why is it so hard for men to say that to their other good friends? Well, if the habit's not practiced or demonstrated regularly mm. or even a little bit right <laughs> um it seems like something very foreign like something yeah. weird right like what is what does weird mean well it's just something out of the ordinary mm -hmm. right it's but i think if we started to normalize it where mm -hmm. it became something that we do truly from a place where we authentically feel it yeah like if we're just saying it for the sake of saying it like toodaloo you know or like <laughs> bye like yeah then it doesn't hold as much weight yeah. Right. Um, but if it's something that's genuine and, and truthful and honest, gosh, I mean, yeah, it's wonderful to be able to express that to a, a fellow human being, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, Brene Brown said something interesting around vulnerability as well, where, where she stated, you know, not everyone's deserving of a vulnerability, mm. meaning that, you, you know, there has to be some trust there. There should be some connection. Just yeah. being vulnerable for the sake of being vulnerable may be the wrong motivation. Yeah. And it, it may also become a shield rather than a way to, to work through, you know, like it's uh, and so I think it's it's interesting to think about that dynamic nature of vulnerability. You know, yeah. like it's, it's not because I, I think there is some stereotypical beliefs, especially as when men think about it. like I'll ask yeah. them, like, what do you think about the term vulnerability? It's like, well, it's weak. You yeah, know, it's one of the things I hear the most. It's weakness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, interesting. You know, I talk to my IT friends. Like, You're in IT, right? What's vulnerability means? It means my system can get hacked. You know, like, yeah. right? Like, again, but that is more in alignment with what most men think about vulnerability as well. It's going to be a way in to take advantage of me. Yeah. So why be vulnerable, right? Yeah. Like, so you know, it's working around some of these belief systems and adopting a new understanding of what it could mean, but more importantly, what it can mean to us and bring to our lives. Yeah. Know? Yeah, you know, what's so funny is that I was watching something else. I'm always watching something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the young lady, I think I was on social media, actually strolling. And mm -hmm. the young lady had a, was in a relationship and she was vulnerable with her boyfriend, told him all her childhood trauma that she'd been through. And she said that she regret being vulnerable because when you made that comment about you, not everyone deserves to be you deserve to be vulnerable with. Um she said that I won't be vulnerable with anyone else again simply because when we got into an argument, he used all of those things against me. Oh, he threw yeah, all that stuff yeah. in my face. And she was like, now I feel like I would never be vulnerable again with another man. And I feel like a lot of single women adopt this mindset of I can't tell him everything because he might use it against me to either throw in my face or to either think I'm accepting mm -hmm. of a certain type of behavior. What do you think of? What's your thoughts on that? Well. And that's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a fair statement. There is a little bit of risk anytime mm -hmm. we're vulnerable, right? Like yeah. we, we have to put a lot of trust and faith in that individual to mm -hmm. honor it and to be integral about it and yeah. not to misuse it or, or use it as something as leverage to take advantage of us later, right? Like 
and and that's why I also stressed before, you know, if if there's a man out there and he's listening to this and he's like, wow, yeah. well, that sounds great. I, I do feel the need, like I want to have deeper connection, especially yeah. with my fellow male friends, but I need to find a space to start to develop this, you mm-hmm. know, to get more comfortable with just being vulnerable. Um, so having that safety is important. Yeah. You know, because there is always going to be a risk that someone could take advantage of that vulnerability. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Like, But getting into a relationship, telling somebody you love them for the first time, mm-hmm. like, hello, that is super vulnerable. That is. And that relationships is. don't always last. So yep. you might get hurt. So would you rather never get in a relationship? Like, that, that is sort of how we limit ourselves by not fully adopting this positive view or a more constructive view around vulnerability. Because there's so many ways that we exercise vulnerability every day. Mm-hmm. But I don't think people think about it that way because it's so normalized, right? Like yeah. asking someone out on a date. It is yeah. rather normal, but it's intimidating as all hell, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, because she might say no to me, right? And, yeah. and oh gosh, I'll be crushed. I, I don't think I'll be able to do this again. And yeah. you know, the fear factor boils into that. I mean, it, it, it's, this is just life and life is dynamic. And there's a lot of moving parts, right? <laughs> but, but I just know that once you start to adopt this positive relationship with mm-hmm. vulnerability, or at least a more positive relationship than maybe where it's at, you'll find that life can be much more fulfilling, also yeah. much more full. You know? It is. And much more free. You know, you release those yeah. weights off of you. Yes. When it, exactly. When it comes yeah. to vulnerability, would you say it is a, is it all about the destination or is it about the journey to get there? Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I, I think it's an ongoing process. Like yeah. I, I do feel so it is more about the journey than anything, because mm-hmm. it's it's not like something that you just, oh, now I'm master. I've mastered. Yes. OK, move it. Moving on. <laughs> right. Like, no, I mean, listen, I've been talking about this for a lot of years now. Yeah. I ain't anywhere near mastering. OK, <laughs> but but I know that I'm much more open when I talk to my daughters now. Mm-hmm. I know that I can sit in that feeling of being uncomfortable in some of those tough conversations I have with my wife, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm able to sit and hold that and be it and not want to run away like I normally would. Mm-hmm. Cause I want to avoid conflict. I don't want to have this uncomfortable conversation. So I'm just going to leave, which was my normal habit, mm-hmm. you know? And so I do recognize that, you know, as we start to adopt this more and practice it more, we become more comfortable with it. Yeah. It becomes a little bit less intimidating, less, fearful if you will but it's not to say that you won't be in situations that you still feel fearful okay that's just <laughs> the way it is you Fear know? is like, just a part of it yeah but, but we can all learn and we can all adapt we can all evolve we can grow like just think about you know anyone that's listening to this right now like mm-hmm. just think about your own life and your timeline I yeah. mean, how many big milestone moments where you've seen your life it could have gone left but you went right or you went right when you could have gone left you know yes. or you could have stopped when you kept going forward like those little micro decisions ultimately brought you to where you are right now. Yeah. And if you think back, how many of those micro decisions did involve an act of being vulnerable some mm-hmm. level? You know, because there's always a fear aspect there. There's a concern that if I do this, what if it's the wrong choice? Yeah. But yet, look at where you are. You know, look at all the great <laughs> things. Look at the children, the relationships, the career, the production. You know, like just look at your life. It's yeah. it's because you made those decisions, you know? Mm-hmm. Those decisions just to be vulnerable. Let me ask you this one question too, though. Do you think it's sure. easier for men to be vulnerable with their daughters versus their wives or their girlfriends? Is it easier I to think show when that? Younger, yes. 
Yeah. When they're younger, yes. I, yeah. I'll admit, you know, as my girls were going into their teen years, it became a little bit more uncomfortable at times because oh. also some of the nature of the conversations they did mature. Uh huh. You know, and yeah, and they do. It it it's sometimes topics that I might not be very comfortable talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, but at least I'm able to navigate that now, and and maybe I don't go super deep in the conversation, but I can at least acknowledge it and not run away from it or avoid it. Yeah. You know. Um, so I, I, I don't want to go on out on a limb here and say, yeah, it got way easier. I, I, <laughs> it wouldn't be truthful. Like it, it just, it, it does evolve, but I'm definitely a lot more comfortable with it mm-hmm. than I, than I was in the past because I started practicing opening up a bit more, yeah. sharing how I'm actually feeling, you know, in, in the appropriate moments. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not here saying, Hey, this is how I'm feeling right now. Oh, this is how I'm feeling now. This is how I'm feeling now. You know, like I'm not, I don't want to come across that way or, or, yeah. or people to think that that's what it means. It's just in the appropriate moments when I'm feeling triggered or feeling like I'm just feeling challenged, mm-hmm. I can at least rather than getting really frustrated acting out or projecting my frustration on somebody mm-hmm. when it's just me being frustrated with myself, but I'm projecting it on the other individual. I find I do that far less now. I'm able to say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling based on this right now. I'm sorry. It's not you. It is me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just need some time to process this, you know, yeah. or I need to take a step back and just think about this and then I'll come back and have a conversation on this. Are you okay with that? Great. Awesome. Again, that was me just being vulnerable. Yeah. I didn't go into a lot of detail. I didn't explain why I was feeling that way, yeah. but I wanted to express, this is how I'm feeling. I need a bit of space. Are you okay if we come back to this later? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and and so those are things that I'm able to do with my daughters, my wife, with friends now, communities, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and it's okay. I don't like, I actually feel really good for it. You know, yeah. like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm harboring stuff anymore. Right. Or packing yeah. along some of these negative emotions because I do unload it. I don't just think about it and act passive aggressively on it. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. I think vulnerability is, is growth. You know, I really do. I think as a as a man, as mm-hmm. as a human, if you're able to be vulnerable, that mm-hmm. just shows your growth in life. And I think that's um, I think that's super important. I think I have a lot to learn more when it comes to vulner- being vulnerable myself, and being able to speak more, tell story, tell my story, or just being vulnerable with my husband too. You know, because as a married couple, sometimes you still feel like I gotta say, you know, I gotta protect myself in some way. <laughs> And I know I'm not supposed to have that mindset because I'm married and I should just be like, you know, but it's real still making that transition. And it's so funny because we'll be married five years tomorrow. And I'm like, it's still, thank you. It's still Uh, making that, that transition and being vulnerable and for the both of us to be vulnerable with us, but being able to give him a space where he can be vulnerable, I think is important for me to start really adapting to. So I, I appreciate this conversation with a vulnerability. What what Thank tips you. or strategies you can give someone to help them that they can take maybe daily to get on the journey of becoming more vulnerable as a man? Start small. Start small. Yeah. You know, like just even expressing maybe something that intimidates you. You know, mm-hmm. you know, like we're, we're uh, I shouldn't say I don't want to generalize this, but I, I think life gives us plenty of opportunities to try things for the first time. Mm hmm. And when we try something for the first time, there's an intimidation factor, okay? <laughs> Especially depending on what is the nature or, yeah. you know, is it dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I think about sport as a prime example, picking up a new sport, mm-hmm. right? Some of those sports r- require a certain amount of skill. And if we don't have the skills yet, does that mean we don't try? Well, no, I want to try it. 
but there's some fear there, you know, and, and, but sharing with the instructor, sharing with our friends, you know, like, mm-hmm. listen, I really want to pick up surfing, but man, I'm scared of drowning. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> this is what it was like in Bali for me. Right. I'm like, yeah. okay, that looks like a lot of fun, but every time I try, I just get hammered by those waves. I end up under the water and I get tumbled <laughs> around and, and I'm like, I don't see how this is fun, you know, like, but I was able to express that, you know, yeah. and, and actually make light of it. You know, because I was laughing at myself, too. I'm like, gosh, I know this is a completely irrational fear. I know there's lifeguards here. I've got my surf instructor that I'm paying by the hour to teach mm-hmm. me how to do this. Like, I'm in a safe environment, but I still feel afraid, you know. And, yeah. and so I, I make light of it. You know, I acknowledge mm-hmm. the, the stress there. I acknowledge my anxiety. But at the same time, I make light of it. And it actually diminishes the fear factor for me. Mm-hmm. So that's just one beautiful example I can give for people to just start, you know, don't be afraid to to express our concern when we're trying something for the first time, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe doing something that's going to involve a lot of our skills we've developed through our life. And there's still that concern of making a mistake. Well, letting people know, listen, I'm going to give it my best shot, but huh, who knows how this is going to go? Here we go. You know, like, <laughs> again, a little act of vulnerability, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a wonderful way just to sort of dip your toes in the water. Yeah. And then as the woman, it's, it's just mm. up to us to be more receiving, you know what I mean? And be more understanding. Like what advice would you give mm. as the woman on the opposite side of that, of that alpha male trying to be vulnerable? <laughs> I think it's just being there to hear, provide, yeah. you know, hold space, be present to, to hear, mm-hmm. to understand and to acknowledge. Yes. And then just simply ask, would you, you know, I, 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 I'm trying to think about my my wife and myself, right? Like mm-hmm. there's times when I want to vent, mm-hmm. you know, like there might be a, a period where I'm feeling really frustrated about something, say in my business, right? And I'm like, gosh, I just feel so frustrated. I feel like I got this bit of a block or something that's stuck. And I'll go to my wife. I'm like, listen, I, I just, I need to vent. Yeah. And she's like, okay, do you want me just to hear you? Or do you want me to give any advice? And I'll be like, listen, I just need someone to hear this. I don't need any advice. I just need to get this off my chest. She's like, mm-hmm. okay, great. And she'll just sit there and take it, you know? And she's like, is there anything else you want to say about that? You know? And great. No, good. Thank you for that. And away I go. But if I do want her input, mm-hmm. I let her know I want her input. Mm. And, and and that's something I think I, I want to, to invite the women that are listening to this yes. to, to consider, right? Because sometimes as men, when we bring forward our frustration, it's not for something for it to be fixed. Or someone to say, oh, you know, well, why don't you try to do this? You know, yeah. like we're not seeking advice sometimes. Sometimes we just want to bleh, get it off our chest, get it out of our head, put it out into the ether so we can move past it. And that sometimes that's how we process stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, as men, we just quickly vent, moving on, you know, and but it releases that pressure valve. <laughs> okay. Like it's just like, yes. whew, good. It's like the, 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 the pressure cooker, right? Like you just, sometimes it's overly pressurized. You got to release a little bit of that steam. Whew, now it simmers down and it's like, oh, okay, we're good to go again, you know? And so just keep that in mind and not be afraid to ask a question. Do you want my input on this? Do you want me to say anything to this? Or do you just want me to, to just be here to hear you, you know? Yeah. And, and to see you, right? Listen, that's, that's good advice, yeah. though, because we are, as women, we will interrupt and we will think <laughs> that you are looking for us to engage in a conversation yeah. versus just listening. And you're right. We're always trying to think, oh, well, how can I fix it? How can I make it better for him? Yeah. So that's good advice to just listen and to ask 
do you want my input or do you want me to just listen? I, I myself, I need to be more conscious of that too. So that was, that was for me as well. And I appreciate that because awesome. I would definitely <laughs> just go in and, and be like, well, this is what you need to do, honey. So listen, I'm telling you this and I need to listen more. And I do. And I need to, as women, I think we need to say thank you for sharing that. You know what I mean? Because I don't think I've ever said that to my husband when he's been vulnerable with me before. I don't think I said, thank you for sharing that. And I need to be more conscious and aware of that. So this has been, listen, this show has been for me. (laughs) This is for my listeners and those who are watching, but you have just taught me so much today off this, just this time we spent together. I've learned a lot and I'm going to now implement them (laughs) um, going forward. Because that's what it's all about. It's about growing and learning. And that's what I'm all about. So, and that's what I do. Every time I talk to someone, I always learn something new and I always grow from each episode. So I appreciate you for being on this episode. This is going to be really good. I know my watchmen, those who are watching and listening are going to get so much out of this and so much value, so much value out of this. Because this has been an eye opener, especially for my women listeners. We needed to hear all of this. <laughs> thank you, Shawnee. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure connecting with you, and thank you for allowing me this opportunity to connect with you and for the with your listeners, your audiences. And uh, yes, listen, I, I I love these conversations, and I just appreciate you and all the time and energy you put into creating this. Like, it, oh, I know thank it's, you. it takes a lot of work. It does. Thank you. Honestly, thank you. Thank you so much for for this. I feel very grateful to have met you and to have this opportunity. So, uh, thank you. Listen, I will be hitting you up for some more questions, and because I need some coaching. <laughs> to myself in a lot of different ways <laughs> and I would love to have you back on talk about Matt because I love the fact that you're still dating your wife you know you say that oh, and you. I love that thank too you. so we can have a whole show about that too as well <laughs> I'm in you say when I'll be there <laughs> <laughs> alright guys listen thank you guys so much for watching and listening I am Shawnee Sanders this is the Girl Take No Podcast and I will see you guys next time <laughs> thank you for listening to the Girl Take No Podcast We really hope this episode gets you one step further in your dream of becoming an entrepreneur. If you like this episode, please leave us a review. Once you leave us a review, we will shout you out on our next episode. Now, in order to qualify for the shout out, all you have to do is leave a review, screenshot the review, tag Girl Take No Podcast in your stories, and you will get a shout out in our next episode. Until then, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.